the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Got a Saturday morning, everybody, on the 9 a.m. Saturday, 48 and sunny, 710 KNUS, Denver's talk station, Peter Boyles on the air everywhere, March 4, 2023, a packed house, standing by, of course, my colleague, actually our, our boss, Mark Crowley. We're going to talk about the Bill 23-1202 that passed first committee hearings on Wednesday, 8-3 to three vote on, they're calling it this interesting politically correct term, overdose prevention centers. Dean Singleton on Rupert Murdoch, and then Steve Harms on the Von Erich family. Uh, there is a film coming now. It's getting a lot of attention called The Iron Claw. And Stevie actually worked and knew the Von Erichs very, very well. And a longtime sportscaster, just a great friend. So that's pretty much of our, our lineup this morning. In the meantime, it was, first of all, Mark Crowley is here. Without Mark, there is no us. Um, Mark, how many years ago did you and I and Stefan, and Stefan is uh, on vacation, did we make the trek to Vancouver? It's been uh, going on four years now. That's what I thought. And we had this idea because the heroine Barbie and her group of merry men and women were going to attempt the first. And I know they they put a new um, politically correct term on injection centers They've now entitled them overdose prevention centers. Did you get a Did you get a load of that? Yeah, I, I did. You know, when we were up in Vancouver, the, the place that we visited at uh, number fifty eight East Hastings Street, which I remember very very well, it's etched in my brain forever. Um, that's what they called that too. It was called the Overdose Prevention mm-hmm. Society. And you know, it's funny it's, if you go over to our website seventeenkinus.com, One of the pictures. If you click on the, um, the little no safe site uh, banner, there's a picture of a guy laid in the alley, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, behind OBS, is what they call it. And he, there he is. I mean, he's literally unconscious. Uh, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but right behind him is uh, an old worn out sign that said Overdose Prevention Society. Yeah. And, and it's nothing but a lie. When I listen and I watch the news and I read what people write, um, there is that moment that comes and said, you have no idea what you're talking about. Do you get that sense as well? Say that one more time. You well, when, I, when I watch certain newscasters or read certain approaches in Denver press, or I listen to every once in a while some talk show host, and I say to myself, these people have no idea what they're talking about. Um, I would imagine... or whatever the number is of the people who are part of this have never done what you did or Stefan or myself. Oh, there's no question about it. If, if people have experienced what we experienced in Vancouver, um, literally in the shadow of where the Vancouver Canucks play hockey, uh, in downtown Vancouver, um, they wouldn't want to be anywhere near it. You know, uh, I've heard him say, "Oh, yeah, I would, I would allow that to be in my, in my neighborhood." Albus Brooks, um, Albus Brooks, yeah, said it. yeah, yeah, Albus Brooks, yeah, yeah. not a chance. It is, it is filth. It is crime. 
it is danger. All of the words that you could associate with someplace that you don't want to be is what this is going to become. And, you know, call it what you will and make it look as pretty and as sterile as you want on the inside. But what's going to happen on the outside is what's going to really tell the tale. My understanding is the old La Centrale, the French restaurant um, on um, on Lincoln, will probably be the first site. I know the people that had that free needle kit and the rest of it that were right across the street from the Capitol, and it was the same group of people. And I, they fronted Brittany off, but... They, I believe, as a matter of fact, I, I, I know they bought La Centrale. So, and that's... Well, yeah, right. and, you know, and they, they have it right, right there, La Centrale. You know, uh, you know White Labcoat, babe, uh, when she was testifying yeah. the other day at the, at the house, um, mentioned that you know, they have their Capitol Hill United Neighborhoods little award in the window there at La Centrale. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, it's, it's 8th and Lincoln is right where it's at. And it's there's a big parking lot there, and and you can just picture the magnet oh. that that's going to become for the filth and the, the disease and the death that's going to take place at that location. Mark Crowley, Peter Boyles, and Stefan would be with us, but he is uh, on vacation. And for and the last time we went through this, um, I think our our radio show and your your incredible work and. Stephanie's incredible work. We were we were able to stop this, and it was Jared Polis. During the President's Day weekend, he killed it. He spiked it, and they were giving this the green light. And a Republican crossed over, and this thing. Now it was eight to three at one, eight to three moved through the committee, eight to three this week. But and then I think the amount of pressure our listeners put on, and other people put on. And over that President's Day weekend, Jared Polis spiked it. Now, my understanding is Jared Polis is not fond of any of this, which, you know, we'll see. But the last time he killed it. What do you think is going to happen this time, given that it's, I mean, this is the Republican Party's fault. I'm sorry you put up lousy candidates. You got your rear ends kicked. This is what happens when the Democrats win. It's that simple. So now what? So what? Well, I, I think we're it's it's almost deja vu all over again. Yeah. And I do think it it rests right in the lap of Jared Polis. You know, if you go back to a guy that we all remember, his name Nathan Dunlap, and Governor Hickenlooper, um, with his presidential aspirations back when he was thinking about it, hmm. he never wanted to be that guy. No, he did not. He was the one that that you know turned the switch. On Nathan Dunlap at the Colorado State Penitentiary, and I think with the presidential aspirations that Governor Polis has, I think he has a lot of common sense. He's a very, very smart man, and he's very politically astute, and he does have his eyes on the prize in 2024, and he doesn't want to be that guy who is the one who allowed this just devastation to rain down on the city of Denver. And I think he's going to be the one who's going to save it again. I hope you're right, and I believe it as well. I mean, Jared Polis is light years smarter than John Hickenlooper on his best day. And you're right about uh, Nathan Dunlap, and who was scheduled to die. And the only reason, I mean, one of the things, and we've talked about it many times, uh, Hickenlooper is a really interesting character when he disappeared to the Bilderberg and he did all these strange things. And then he goes... 
east, and he kind of goes off the off the radar, and he gets pulled in, politicized by the far left. And when he comes back, he uh, he, he ends the death penalty on, uh, and, and it's just that was that because he did not want to run for president or whatever he was going to run for, and be the white man who allowed lethal injection on a black man, albeit how much Nathan Dunlap had it coming. And now the lawmakers are going to allow, at this point, supervised facilities, I'll read it to you, for injecting drugs. This new bill, uh, the House Bill 1202, governments can decide, well, that's already decided, to use illicit drugs, heroin and fentanyl, fentanyl mark, under supervised medical, and I love this term, Medical professionals. Now, you and I and Stefan tripping the light fantastic. Did you see anybody that you would consider a uh, medical professional dealing with any of this? No, not at all. When mm-hmm. We were at the Overdose Prevention Society there on East Hastings Street. Um, just because you wear a white lab coat and you can throw around a lot of terminology about safe injection and overdose and Narcan and you, know, you throw mm. throw around all that terminology doesn't make you a medical professional right. by any stretch. <laughs> doesn't make you an astronaut. I, That's right. I, I mean, we remember that well that one woman always shows up in uh, the lab coat and that that it's like their Frankenstein movies of the 30s. You get a white lab coat on, you're obviously you know what you're doing. And that one woman that when we were in the injection the injection sites themselves Stefan tells the stories, and you've told the stories, and I've told the stories. It's a vision of hell. I mean, it's an absolute vision of hell. It is. I, I think the, the one that sticks out, I think, for, for all of us, really, you know, we were, we were waiting. Uh, her name was Sarah, the one, yeah. the executive director there, waiting. She was having a meeting, and we were sitting kind of in a, uh, you call it maybe a kitchen area. We were sitting at a table, and you could see right into the, into the safe injection area where all the tables were. And uh, I'll never forget Steely Dan playing on the overhead music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the fluorescent lights and the very sterile-looking you know, stainless steel tables all over the place. And, and in walks this dude and uh, his girlfriend. And they'll go sit down at a table and put a, a rubber strap around his arm to get the vein up. He just plops down in the middle of the floor and is on his back. His girlfriend hops on him like she's riding a horse with a needle in her hand and bends over and doesn't put it in his arm. She goes and puts it right in the jugular vein. The only problem is the first time she jabbed him, she missed. And then she had to pull it out and then put it in again, and away he went. I remember that well. We were standing there, and... He did, he laid down on the floor. He was a big guy. He laid down on the yeah, floor. And I thought, I mean, and somebody we gave each other the elbow, you know, get a load of this. And she climbed on him. Yeah. And, and she she already had all the stuff off. You know, they say fit. She had the fit kit out. And um, and I thought I thought what you thought. And all of a sudden, I said, well, we we about to see an X rated show. And she shot him in the neck. But the first time. And my, my, all the other things, I mean, remember these are, they sell this to you uh, that people can access free drug paraphernalia and use these drugs, fentanyl and others, and heroin. And I think they were shooting cocaine up there as well. 
with the presence of medical personnel without fear of being prosecuted. Well, I can't think of another or a worse way. And as a history geek and knowing and, and, and loving to read history, the, the opium wars always come back and haunt me. The opium wars in China and foreign traders, uh, principally the British, were using, exporting opium from India into China in the 18th century, and the trade grew and is one of the downfalls of the empire. What, what, what do these people think they're going to get? Mark Crowley's here. What benefit are you going to get from an injection site? What's the benefit? Well, and, and the, you know, kind of the irony of a lot of it is, uh, you know, we did uh, one of our interviews on camera with Sarah out in the alley behind the, um, the place there on Hastings Street. And that's like, you know, a scene out of Mad Max or something. I, I'm not yeah. exactly sure what we were looking at there. But uh, while we're standing there, while we're standing there, um, and there's pictures of it, there are literally pictures on our website of this. Uh, there's the one guy um, injecting himself, and, you know, he nods off, yeah. and he's got a needle hanging out of his arm. And his girlfriend walks up to him, pulls the needle out of his arm, and puts it in her arm. Yeah. And so they're sharing of needles. And then and then all of the wrappers and the needles that they're smuggling out of the OBS inside, they just bring them out. There was wrappers and caps and syringes just laying all over the street in the alleyway there. The, the one guy that's unconscious, there was a city truck that came down the alley. They literally had to get out of the truck, slide him out of the way so they can move the truck down the alley. And the, it, it's, it is just, just horrendous. And it's a, it's a horror show. Mark Crowley, Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS. And then in the alley where we were challenged, you want to come in the alley, like what was going to be. And there's a, a painting and the guy's like this big native American guy with wings. And it's kind of like one of these things, roll call of the dead. And all the names of the people who died, and one of the things that the lies, one of the many lies that's told about this, is that people don't die in those clinics. No, they die in apartment houses. That, like people told us, what happened to that neighborhood, and when they got one center, now it just keeps expanding. And now in Philadelphia, my son was just in Philadelphia, came back. He said it's unbelievable what Philadelphia looks like now. I mean, this one area where they're shooting dope, and and by the way. Uh, our uh, attorney general um, wrote a letter to go to try and help bring injection into Philly. Now, this is a guy who proudly lawsuits Big Pharma. <laughs> and I thought, well, wait a minute. Big Pharma is bad, but who are these other people? So I don't know, Mark. I don't know. Um, but well, he, he's, he's a supporter. Right. And, and it, it just goes hand in hand with what we experienced down in El Paso. Uh, all, all that's happening is that we're, we're just opening up the avenue of the fentanyl traffic that's going to come right up I-25, straight up out of El Paso, and come right to 8th and Lincoln. Mm. And white lab coat babe is going to be uh, mm. right there to receive it. I can't understand the mindset, but once again, we will begin to try and stop this. I'm with you. My personal belief is that Jared Polis, for a number of reasons, up to and including wanting to run for president, doesn't want this can tied to his tail. 
He doesn't want to face down somebody, even as crazy as liberal Democrats can get and are, because this is evidence. I think Jared Polis will do the right thing and spike it. But once again, like we talked about the first time, we testified in the Senate, you and I, and and Stefan, apparently Stefan did a really good job again last week. And they just said, here it is. And so when I'm watching Kevin Priola, who is that Democrat from uh, Adams County, I wrote this down, and Kevin Priola had the nuts to say, it's about saving lives. And I thought to myself, how does that, Kevin, listen to me, you know, like McFly, put him in a headlock, you know, and knuckle him. It's about saving lives. Well, and you know what I encourage people to do, you know, Stefan had three minutes uh, the other day. Um, our presentation that we did before that Senate committee uh, is on the website. And, you know, we had 45 minutes or so. Yeah. And we had graphics and all that. All that is there. And then on that same page is uh, a link where people can go and they can find their particular representative or their senator. And they need to contact these people and let them know you cannot allow this to happen. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to believe that if you, in fact, allow this to happen, that you're going to have people stop injecting drugs. You want more of something, you want more of anything. All you have to do is underwrite it. And that's what this well, is. You know, and I think one of the stories that you've told as a, as a person in recovery, um, talking about alcohol, um, you know, that's like putting a, a, a room full of alcohol as a special bedroom in your house and putting the person who's an alcoholic in that room saying, you know, we want to just keep you safe. We don't want you out on the street. Drink all you want. If everything goes bad, we'll be here to back you yep. up. And then when you're ready, then yep. we'll help you. Get I'm going to say I want to put a, put a big bar down right across from Coors Field. That come in here and drink until you decide you want to quit drinking. <laughs> okay. You know, hey, well, that's going to happen. But the House set the um, overdose prevention centers bill up. It moves to the Senate. But I hope that Jared Polis steps in and kills it. Mark, I appreciate you getting up on, not you've been up and moving, but taking time out on a Saturday morning to do this. And when Stefan gets back, let's see how far see how, see how far along this has gone. I have great fear that this thing comes through. But Polis, again, Polis may do the, hopefully, or will do the right thing. Final comments, Mark, about all of this. Well, uh, we've been there. We've stood in the in the shadow of what is about to rain down on this city, and I can tell you, it's Oof. a it's an evil, evil, yeah. evil darkness that we don't want here. The best of your knowledge, any of these mayoral candidates, the thousands of them that are out there, have any of them made this an issue and talked about it? I don't. I don't think I've heard. I, I me neither. About it. Me neither. I've thought. I've watched these guys, and it seems like they're endlessly guests on talk radio in Denver. It's like, what, do you guys got nothing else to do? Put a mayor candidate on. But um, I haven't heard one one of them say we're going to stop House Bill 1202. Not one. Nope. All right, pal. I'll see you this week. Mark, thank you. Thank you, as always. Mark Crowley, yep. everybody. Uh, it's going to be 48 and sunny today, 53 tomorrow, 53, 44 on Monday. Alan Samuel for Machine Gun Tours, longtime sponsor, great friend. Back from Sturgis. Now, this year at Sturgis, they're going to be able to shoot full auto. And they can't, this is straight up. They came, and all the people that the people who run the Buffalo Chips, uh, they chose this man, and he made his first trip to Sturgis. My boy, good morning. Good morning, Peter. Well, you, you're up in Sturgis. It was cold and snowy, but what did you think? Uh, I 
was a, I was a Sturgis virgin uh, until uh, last week. I can't say that I'm a virgin uh, much, but uh, I thought, you know, I hadn't been up in that part of the country in, in quite a while. It's and beautiful. Even in the winter, it was yeah. super beautiful. Exactly. It's incredible. Everybody's pumped up already. So you went out to the chip, the world's biggest place, and got the full tour, and you judged the beauty contest, which is beyond me, but you did that. <laughs> yeah, I was... I was assisting uh, Rod and I, the owner of Buffalo. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy. We were at the, uh, it's called the uh, the Kickstand Bar, which is at a campground there. Mm. And it was one of the contests leading up to Miss Buffalo Chip. So, there you, you know, go. They, they've got a bunch of different uh, contests. And uh, so I was there in town to see the, the uh, entire Buffalo <laughs> Chip, and I got to judge that contest, which was, was pretty exciting. Oh, pretty yeah. Fun and, you know, you drive, you know, six and a half hours from Denver, get out of the car, have a few beers, and uh, <laughs> get to be part of the, uh, the Sturgis scene there, at least for a, uh, a Saturday right, so, night, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, brother. You're, so you're taking the cast and crew. When are you going up? For the, well, I mean, probably, not... Yeah, we're going to, I mean, we're, we're actually figuring out the schedule right now, uh, but we're probably going to be there, I'm going to say, five to six days of oh, the man, event, sure. more leaning towards the 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 front end of the yeah. event um and we're going to be there with the, the interesting thing too peter for this particular event because there's so many people that come from different places around the world along with just the machine guns that we normally bring we're going to be bringing a lot of the you know uh guns that you see in the movies and television like you know i mean even like uh lever guns you know for mm-hmm. cowboy action sure. sort of thing like a well, we're going to bring a lot of different firearms to rent for all of the people that are there, and we're within basically earshot of the actual main mm-hmm. stage. And it, I didn't measure it out, but I'd say it was about a quarter mile drive for where the shooting range. You is. know exactly. And Leonard's you know plan. Exactly oh yeah, Leonard's plan is going to be a great week for. It's just getting pumped up, you know. I, I'm, we're, I, I know you went through motorcycle school, and I tried to talk. If you get a bike, you're in. But you got you got a core. You get you get more than more than enough, and. So talk about this. Talk about the store. Talk about Machine Gun Tours on Colfax. Yeah, so um, Machine Gun Tours are, you know, basically we've, we've got a full-service gun store with, uh, you know, gunsmithing and obviously the machine gun rental side of it. But you can also go there to purchase your standard, you know, your, your pistol, your shotgun, your rifle, all that sort of stuff. We're open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., um, we've got a super friendly staff. You, Peter's met everybody that works there, and I think we have a bunch of uh, of good uh, guys and gals that, that work there, and uh, we'll help you with whatever you need, whether you're sure. a first-time shooter looking for you know something that you don't know exactly what you want, or you walk in through the door and you know it doesn't exactly, exactly yeah, what yeah, I want. No, it's all true. We're going to help you. If so, you need them, they're there. Give the exact address for Machine Gun Tours on West Colfax. Sure, Peter. We're at uh, 12550 West Colfax Avenue, Unit 103, and that's in uh, Lakewood, Colorado, right by Denver West or Colorado Mills Mall. Six days days a week, and the man is there. I'll talk to you this week. Thank you, and I think that Sturgis trip, that the picture was great. So, man, thank you. I love you. I can't wait to hang out with you there, Peter. You're going to show me a little bit of the uh, biker life. I know you know it better than I do. Well... All of my rowdy friends are settling down. Thank you, sir. Be safe. I'll talk. All right, we got the open lines, 303-696-1971. Dean, Dean Singleton on Rupert Murdoch and uh, Steve Harms on the Von Eric family. 48, Sunny. I'm Peter Boyle, 710 KNUS.
27 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, 9 just jumped over, 928, 710 KNUS on a Saturday, March 4, 2023, 48 and sunny, tomorrow 53 and sunny. We have two lines open. Go to the phones in a second. Cowboy Moving and Storage, the recommended mover. Go to cowboymoving.com. Click on customer reviews and see the incredible things that people say. These are our friends, and they do the job. Family-owned, family-operated, same family since 1968. Cowboy provides residential commercial moves through all that Colorado can do and store valuables. And one of the cool things they do, it's called load and hold. We've talked about it. So basically, if you're moving into a new office or a new home, but you've got to leave your current location before the new place is available, this is the storage service for you. They load and hold trailers can work well for you short-term or long-term storage. They wait. When it's ready, boom, here it comes. It's been in a warm, dry warehouse. They bring in the trailers, and then they unload, and you're good to go. What really makes Cowboy the recommended mover is the men who actually do the work. They did the job for me, I don't know, six years ago, five years ago, and I watched, I tried to work with these guys, and they run you down. They work. Many of these guys have been with Cowboy for a long, long, long time, moves to holds, uh, to recommend it to storage. Cowboy has it all. Just get a, get a, you know, ask them how much will it cost if I need to do grandma's house or moving a grand piano or we're going to a new office, we're going to a new home. They will give you a cost. And you go, okay, boy, that's a lot better than this. 303-789-2200, you and your brother-in-law in a truck, right? Cowboy donates a portion of every move to Freedom Service Dogs. Cowboymoving.com, 303-789-2200 today. I start with John. John, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hi, Pete. Oh, it's, yeah. it's Joe. Oh, hey, Joe. Joe in Arvada. All right, man. It's okay. Um, you know, we have disagreements on some things. Boy, are we aligned in this. You know, I went to the jails to help with Celebrate Recovery. They they won't allow it anymore because of COVID. But um, this is a disaster wait, uh, waiting to happen. The federal level should come down on this. If if these nut jobs in our state pass this thing, the 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 feds should come in and shut it down because no, they haven't it, they it, haven't shut a, they haven't shut down Philly. They haven't shut down San Francisco. Uh, why would you think, with respect, why would you think they would come to Denver to do it? Well, I'm going to pivot then to Donald Trump for 2024. This will be a talking point for sure. Mm. Donald Trump would close this thing down and bring the feds in and arrest these people. This is a criminal event going on. Having drugs proliferate, you know, we're talking about serious life-threatening drugs being pumped into somebody's veins. This is a criminal act that needs to be stopped, whether it's the FBI. Come on, guys, do something, uh, you know, whoever it is at the federal level to stop our nation from being destroyed right here in Denver. It's it's it, you know, it, it is a a criminal event. No, I wanted to say this. My mother wants to know how we can get involved in a uh, petitioning event to stop well, these you, creatures. You, you, you have representation. You have, a, you have a council, you know, you have a, excuse me, you have a, do you live in Denver? No, okay, I, I'm, I'm in Nevada. Okay, no. Well, you do have representation as a senator representing you and a representative rep- representing you. Contact them, start it up, um, lean on them. Um, the last time, and Stefan and actually it was all Mark's work. 
they we put up on our website, the, you know, like where do you live, who's your representative, and uh, then people we urge people call them, call them, email them, text them, and you know the great line from uh, from Brother Jeff was we said. Well, they won't put one in Cherry Hills, or they won't put one in the Denver Country Club area, but they will put one in Brother Jeff's neighborhood. And they've already they already have the um, the, the old La Central. Uh, one of the you know we start getting sardonic about this and saying, "Do you really think they'll put one on the Boulder Mall?" The answer is probably no. To a high degree of probability, no. But what about the 16th Street Mall in, the, in lower lower downtown? Well, yeah, pro- possibly. Yeah. So. Um, in Philly, my son saw it and came back, and the stories that he told about witnessing Philadelphia were pretty much the same stories that the old man saw in Vancouver. And now Vancouver actually has um, dispensing machines that you can just go to the machines. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, my God. Right, yeah, Joe, it's I, terrible. I, yeah, yeah. There, but let me just say that the, under Joe Biden, this is allowed. Well, Donald Trump would never allow this. Yeah. He would send the federal marshals in to shut these people down. Well, I think they opened. It, it, I think they opened in San Francisco, and Donald Trump was still president. Well, uh, you know, that, the, the, are you talking about the last year of war that Donald Trump was no, going I think, through? I, I, I think Donald Trump was behind the resolute desk when the San Francisco injection sites opened. Or opened one plural. We'll have to check that. No, I think, but I, no, I, think I would was. say this: he can run on this on this platform mm. as a good example of one of many things <sighs> that the Biden administration is allowing that the Democrats love, I guess. And we got to shut them down, Pete. Mm. We do. Take care of yourself. All right, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Um, all of these kinds of things that we're watching right now have all been done before. Uh, the British attempt, I mean, when you read what the British have done in the world, but um, the British had, I think you could technically call it the first multinational corporation. And it was the East Indian Company. that they, Historians call it the, what they call it, the EIC, when you read about the East Indian Company. But uh, the, they're, they're looking to Asia, to new trading partners, and particularly China, it's interesting to see the Chinese kind of flip this now. But one of the things that they decided to do was was opium. And the British needed new sources of revenue and trade after it lost its colonies in America. You know, that's the love of reading history. Everything has an effect and an effect to the next thing. And some there's sometimes you hear this word nexus. But so the British lose the American colonies, which was a way for them to you know to, to gain into the treasury and the wars that had dented the national treasury. And remember, anytime that you go off as a colonialist, whether it's you can see it in, in American history, you're going to get into a war. And sometimes you're going to get into wars with people that are not Southeast Asia wars or wars that George Bush and Dick Cheney invented. And so the British are in the same place, and it's the 18th century, late 1790, I think 1790, I won't just let it go. And so they want to maintain military bases. Who does this sound like again? Across the the, the British Empire, and particularly in, in India. Now, that's the United States again with multinationals and stationing American GIs. By the 1800s, uh, the East Indian Company is in trouble and debt. And they look to Asia for new trading partners, and particularly China. And this demand in England for Chinese tea, along with 
other things, silk and porcelain. And here comes this trade operation where the Brits started shipping Indian cotton and British silver to China in exchange. Well, that didn't go. And what do they come up with? Opium. And tea is one of the major drivers of this coming out the other way, but it's the opium. And the Opium Wars, and the Opium Wars rose from China's attempts to, I mean, they were trying to suppress the British from bringing in the opium. But again, just like this country, there was a power elite, they were called the Mandarin class, and the Mandarins liked opium. And the same thing you can see who liked cocaine or who liked heroin. But the foreign traders, and principally the British, it's a multinational, and they had been illegally exporting opium mainly from India to China. And the trade grew dramatically about in the first part of the 1800s, not the 18th century, but the 1800s. Addiction to opium, widespread in China, serious and social economic disruption, same damn thing that they're going to bring here. Uh, in the spring of uh, 39, 1839, the Chinese confiscated, destroyed more than 20,000 chests of opium. And that began the Opium Wars. They went, in, went into Canton. Uh, and took on the British merchants, and later the British warships begin. That's how the British get Hong Kong, and uh, the Portuguese get Macau. But the powerful British were victorious over the Chinese. Geez, what does that sound like? The first opium war ended, the Treaty of Nanjing, which signed, and that's the handoff for Hong Kong to the British, and the opium wars begin. There is an entire theory that it was easy to addict a nation, do you think there's an attempt to addict our country? Um, and it is the case of the first multinational, or the, you can see the first multinational at work. I, and by the way, did anybody else see the stories about, the, they're called the cocaine hippos? Have you seen any of that stuff that uh, the, um, they, they had on, on the ranch or the farm, Pablo, Pablo Escobar's uh, farm ranch in, and, and he, he built a zoo. I mean, I've read many, not many books, but a lot of books. He builds a zoo. And one of the, he has all kinds of exotic African creatures and all kinds of whatever he wanted. And one of the things that he had was hippos. And there's wonderful rivers and lush vegetation, and there's nothing that the hippos are up against. So when Pablo Escobar, going after Pablo, Pablo's dead, everything starts to go into the hopper. What, this, what happens? The hippos get in the river. And they're doing really, really well, and they're eating everything they can, and now they're trying to find a, a way to get rid of They call them the cocaine hippos. And they're just, it's a, what a, and again, unintended consequences. The same thing is true about what we're talking about. 303-696-1971. Dean Singleton coming on the show about Rupert Murdoch and Stevie Harms about the Von Erich family. There's a film coming. Lines are open. 48 will be the high. 53 on Sunday. How will this end? How does this all end? If it ends, and do you, do you see that these people, they're doing this? There's something historians always do, cause and effect. What's the cause of this? What's the effect of this? Lines are open, 303-696-1971. I'm an old guy. And I was with Dr. McAllen this week. We sit in her office, and she's just the best. She's a healer. I mean, I... I She's beyond doctor level for me. She's to healer level. She saved my life, I don't know how many different times. So we're sitting in there. I bought, picked up my new motorcycle on Saturday. I'm, we skied Monday. I'm going to go back, ski again Monday. 
And I'm an old guy. The world exists that's energetics and that people that can. I met a guy in there that he was listening to the show and he went and became a patient. You've seen and cared for by the, all the great doctors, the staff at Cenogenics, the world's best age management solutions. She's wonderful. I'm skiing, riding. I'm going to try to ride a motorcycle tomorrow, uh, see what happens. A lot of dust on the highway right now. I was just looking at it. Kenny and the guys, don't hesitate and don't settle for mediocrity, long waits for test results or calls that don't get returned. Expect the best. Call Cenogenics. She is the best. The doctors are, everybody's there, 720-387-3681, 720-387-3681. Visit denversenogenics.com, denversenogenics.com. It is, um, it is worth your, what is worth, how do you say, it's worth the phone call. 720-387-3681. 9.45, this band I think is in Sturgis this year, always does. Leonard Skinner. 48 will be the high today, tomorrow 53-44 on Monday. Good old 710 KNUS, Saturday morning, March the 4th. Go to the phones. We have a line open. We start with Bob. Bob, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. Man. Um, There was a campaign, uh, Ron Hanks, last summer, said that half of all American families are living from paycheck to paycheck. Well, he's not the only one to say that. That's been said forever. I mean... So yeah, this yeah. year I'm hearing that that it's more like sixty percent of all families are living from paycheck to paycheck. I, and again, you know, I don't know, but okay. Then there's another statistic. There's a half million people living in tents and boxes under bridges and in parks and stuff in this nation. Half a million. But how much of that is their choice because of the, the same thing? Back to the opium wars that yeah. um, the repetitiveness of history that. Almost in, well, in spite of what the homeless, quote, advocates say, um, yeah. I'd say, you know, 85 to 90 percent of the so-called homeless or the unhoused have a dominant addiction. Well, I'm, I'm with you that this safe injection thing is insane. You say that again? The safe injection site, this is insanity. Oh, please. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I mean, like I said, this no. This is not even a no-brainer. But it, and, and, but you got to be high on something to even but, be thinking. Well, yes, but the, the question is, why do these advocates exist? And again, um, I know it's like repetitive to a degree, but history always teaches you a lesson. And in searching that well, maybe, you, maybe it's a national distraction. Well, you know, I know you, you watch the, the shiny thing and, and you don't see the shark that's coming at you. No, I, I the the effects of the opium wars in yeah. are devastating to the Chinese and the British do it. And it's a it's a part and parcel of, you know, the British Empire, which was incredibly, you know, the white man's burden. But we can do this. We can do this to these Chinese people, and they did. And yeah. we we talked about it when Mao gains power or wins the revolution, and the opium trade. Well, had, yeah, the, the opium op- thing to do. Oh, the, the opium <laughs> trade flourished under Chang, but a lot of during the Second World War with the Japanese, it was because remember, there's homegrown opium in China, but. Yeah, and then Mao has they called the barefoot doctors, but they were you know, right behind them were men with guns, and they came in. Well, and the, said, "Yeah, the Boston Tea Party that was a, a tax revolt." Same thing. The queen, the queen granted the the 
British uh, tea co uh, uh, company uh, free taxes and, and, and tax the hell out of the uh, Americans over here sure. in North America. Sure, and they said bullshit. <laughs> can't we got to do so, something? You can't say that word on the air. <laughs> huh? Prove me wrong on this. That this is not exactly what trickle down economy. You know, they've been draining the swamp now for forty years. Prove to me that this isn't exactly what a trickle down economy looks like. I mean, I'm, I I think this all begins um, after the Second World War, the rise of the multinational corporations, uh, the. Um, the Cold War, obviously, and I'm rewatching it now with Biden in Ukraine, and I'm yeah. watching things that th this this idea and I like I said in semi retirement or whatever the hell I'm involved in in my life right now. But I can spend. I always love to read, and I can chance to read more. But when I started reading all of and Mark and I and Stefan went up, and hopefully we were part of stopping it the last time. But I dropped into the Chinese, and I dropped into the opium wars. And I've always believed that the opium wars were what we're kind of looking at again. But the more I read about it, and it's the, the, the East Indian Company, which is the arguably the first multinational corporation, and they're in trouble. And because the United, they've been booted out of our country. And where do they go? Yeah. They go to the Chinese. And they don't yeah, want they, they And the British Treasury is being drained of its silver— and they don't want to lose their silver, so they begin to addict. And the drugs that were brought in were what's called black tar opium. Yeah. And they brought it out of India, and they brought it out of Afghanistan. <laughs> Gee, that's new. And Anything for a buck. And they Well, they were just horrible people. And they brought it out of Pakistan, and they took it into China, and, as they, and, and they just took the... Did you ever see the pictures... Of the old opium dens in Canton or in Hong Kong, oh, you know, they're like they look like four high beds or five high beds. There are opium dens here in Denver. I mean, they, the the you know women. Well, I think that they got four high beds now in uh, Foxconn building uh, these <laughs> iPhones, like the one I'm talking sure. on. Sure. Right well, they're they're called hotbeds. Sure, of course. Yeah. And, they want and they put nets around the buildings so the guys that want to commit suicide, you know, they catch the net before they hit the ground. Well, yeah, they're just it's it's terrible. And there's there's six more guys waiting at the door to take. Oh yeah, spot. sure. I mean, but the and that's why right now the Chinese are. It's hard to believe they're the the, the need to be with with us. Um, and I've mentioned this before and took a lot of grief for it. But this this Chinese army, the PRC, that uh, we're all told the to fear on talk radio and other places. It was. And these were the same people that cheered on the multinationals. But when I think the, it was like some staggering $500 billion or something dollars that Walmart, Walmart spent inside of China, as did Nike, as did all kinds of people. Well, the Chinese government it doesn't need to uh, – it, it can just take. And so all of that money, some of it to the degree that they need, gets siphoned off to build – new military hardware. And so in essence, you know, whatever, and this is the part that that nobody understands about how rotten multinational corporations truly are. And if you look at the causes of the opium wars, you'll come back with that again, or I don't know, but I, I get, as an old guy, you just get stumped and you go, well, these people can have what yeah. they wanted. 
They, you know, you, they look I think at what you're yeah. talking about dovetails into the, the point that we got the best Congress that money can buy. And well, now we got the best Supreme Court. That but money we can also buy. were sold on ideas that if you could go abroad and create better televisions or if you could go abroad and create running shoes, if you could do all these wonderful things that you're getting a good deal. And eventually that good deal is not a bad deal. It's a deal with the devil. I got to jump it, man. Thank you. 303-696-1971. Dean Singleton. I'm talking about Rupert Murdoch. My friend, and he is my friend, we text this week, Danny Kaplis, the only attorney in Colorado to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in minor and these major vehicle crash cases that people say, no, but Danny and his partners. And Kaplis is just a good guy. I mean, he really is that guy. Highly successful firm. Great lineup. Six former deputy DAs who use their tremendous courtroom experience to help survivors of serious crashes. Danny's law firm believes talks cheap, experience counts. And its results matter. And the firm's been happy to share with you its, its a track record of outstanding jury verdicts, out-of-court settlements. Danny's firm believes what, what, who you hire says a lot about who you are. Everybody's involved in the case. They suggest that you choose a law firm that shares your values. And so the firm believes core values that have been the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, dedication to the right things. He is my guy. He's a good man. Danny's help, call him, 303 907 or hit on the Internet, All right, so what do we need to do? We can do a quick flip here and turn around and come back with Dean. And then Steve Harms, longtime really great friend, and so he's a young guy in the business, and he is in Texas, and he meets... A guy, Jack Atkinson, you know him as Fritz Von Erich. And now the Von Erich family and the film is coming. And so Steve's coming up on a radio show. I love interviews like that. They can we'll talk about the Von Erichs. 48 and sunny, 53 tomorrow, 44 on Monday. Hold your hats. We come back with one and only Dean Singleton on the other one and only Rupert Murdoch. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.